Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Welcome to another episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. I was holding my breath while you did that. I'm Nathaniel. Hi, Nathaniel. Hi, Nathaniel. Welcome back. Hi. You you can breathe. You're allowed to breathe on this program. Okay. Are you just worried that you'll sound like... Yeah, I just, I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to ruin the magic. Listener, okay. listener, there's no way you could possibly know this, but we record uh, everybody crowded around one microphone, which usually means I have to crank the sensitivity up so high that most of the editing is me uh, getting rid of breaths before and after people speak. This is because we don't have enough money to buy other microphones. If so if like... you want to buy us a microphone, uh, we'll get a PO box we and saw, tell you where to send it. Yeah. We saw a very nice one today. I got like really into it yeah. in- investigating this microphone. Yeah, it was pretty nice. It was an interesting microphone. I don't know anything about microphones. It was a cardioid microphone with a, a specialized shock reducing <laughs> cage. Max says while he pushes his glasses towards I, his I forehead. I didn't actually do that, but you did it when you said that. <laughs> I so. did. I think on the inside you were. That was the voice of a man who pushes his glasses up. <laughs> We are so. Uh, just so you guys know, the, this episode gets hairy. Well, well, yes, I'm gonna get. To, we're gonna get to that. But um, the season six Ghost Adventures DVDs do not match with actual season six Ghost Adventures hardly at all. There's a few episodes. We may have mentioned this like briefly, but it's fucked. It's so fucked. Like in season six, there's apparently only about six actual episodes. That's according to Wikipedia. And. According to our DVD set, there's like a billion. Seven discs. Yeah, there's seven, seven discs. discs with four episodes each. So I think what we're going to do is we're just going to go through the DVDs as if it's the real season six. And I might tell them, you know, hey, this one says it's on our season mm-hmm. six DVDs, but it's definitely from season seven. Right. Or, you know, whatever. But this one is actually from season six. How did this show make it? I mean, notwithstanding oh, the fact that it's a dumb TV show, how did it make it? Not a whole lot of overhead costs on the production of this show. Super cheap to make. You just pay Zach Bagans and that's it. Yep. And then he drags his friends. Friends? 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 Does he friends? have friends? Um. <laughs> if you pay them to hang out with you, they're not friends. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And they must hire somebody to do the the, the editing, like the special effects. You know, they get a little bit the, b- better, but still really bad in season six. The credits only take the credits only take like fifteen seconds, so it's probably not a whole lot of people. <laughs> I I mean, I don't know where they got the footage of the lady in period dress flapping her arms slowly. Yeah. In in, in, in what I assume is meant to be a spooky fashion. I'm assuming they, they must pay local actors to do these things, right? Like they must find mm. people Or are they just like, Hey, you wanna be on a show? Yeah. She did look local. She's a Portlander. Uh, well, we're they, in have, Portland. they have had local people on there do, doing the reenactments, the flashback reenactments. Oh, yeah. The flashback reenact. I can't talk. The flashback reenact back? The, yeah. Yeah, that, that. The flashback reenactments before, including the lady who was the paranormal like historian oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah. what town was it? I don't remember. 
some town in Nevada. Nevada, no, Nevada City, California. That was it. I believe. Huh. I believe. And she did like I, the I prostitute. Think, I think uh, we're conflating multiple episodes, but it, it doesn't matter because we've watched. Oh my God, we've watched so many fucking episodes of Ghost Adventures. <laughs> I really hope that somewhere there's a list of all of the times that they have had a local struggling actor dress up as a prostitute for reenactment purposes. <laughs> yes. Speaking of which, we're... So, we, we need to introduce this episode. We do. Oh, shit, yeah. So, Wait. this is the Shanghai Tunnels episode. Zach is bad in this one. Zach's bad. It's so bad. It's, it makes bad. me so Nick angry. I wanted to smash the television as we watched it. So, this is, uh, this is an episode uh, where Broad Strokes... We do a daytime lockdown for some fucking reason. Because apparently it's only the dark that brings ghosts out. And not, not the moon. Not the nighttime. Uh, this is also an episode where Zach Bagans does, in fact, do a ride along with the sheriff's count with the with the Multnomah County Sheriff's Office, and they do arrest a suspected sex worker. Not the boys, but they do. <sighs> but the, they're there while while it's happening and talking about her when they're like. Four feet away from her. She's on camera being put in handcuffs while Zach is like, oh, it's such a shame. These poor, these poor girls getting pushed into slavery. Oh. Is she the one who told the cop that she was just going to her friend's house? No, that, that was the that first was one. The other, that was the, that's first the other one. one. This happens twice in this oh, episode. God. Okay, and, 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 and not to diminish the fact that there is a sex trafficking problem in Portland and everywhere, really, but and it, it does disproportionately affect people of color and people of lower privilege. And um, non-male people. And non-male people. But the way that these guys go about this <sighs> is just disgusting. And we will get into it. So if it's not been made exceptionally clear, we should just say this is a sex positive podcast. It's a sex worker friendly podcast. Um, and definitely against sexual abuse and trafficking. For sure. For sure. And like, I'm not saying we're pro, we're not pro human trafficking by any extent, but also I mean, that would not. Be, that would be an absurd thing to claim would, on your podcast. That would be truly yeah. absurd. But <laughs> also at the same time, like not every sex worker is a victim of human trafficking and it's totally foolish some women, to say that. A lot of them are entrepreneurs. Yeah, some women choose to do this because you make good money. It does make good money. And some people really enjoy it. And, and the, it's a and, fucking skill. It's and, a skill. And, and the reason why this episode pissed us off so much is because both the Ghost Adventures crew and the cops that they were riding with were making so many assumptions about every single woman that they saw on the street. If it was just Zach and the boys making these assumptions, it would be kind of gross. Well, but the fact that we course. get... It would be part of the course. It would be every episode of Ghost Adventures. But we literally see the cops doing this like... They're profiling we're, everyone. We're with them as they profile and you can see how baseless all of it is. Yeah, as far as... As we can tell, this particular police officer's um, <laughs> method of telling if a woman is being sex trafficked is if she is walking at night unescorted. That's it. That's all the That's evidence it. he needs. That's it. He oh, pulls if, the woman over and, and he's like, he this sees... is one of the worst roads in Portland. <laughs> so just being there by yourself without a without a babysitter yeah. <laughs> means that you're up to no good. Yeah. And, and the fact that he's like, oh, well, I see you do, you know, walking out here a lot. Well, doesn't Maybe that kind of have a car, but doesn't that kind of make you a predator? Because you're obviously like stalking her and 
maybe this is where her friend lives. She said she was maybe. just walking to her friend's house. Hey, and they're like, oh, she's so brainwashed. Hey, you know what? Maybe she doesn't have a fucking car. She's no. a pedestrian. That's all. You're arresting pedestrians right now. God. It's definitely not a, an innocent until proven guilty situation. No. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. We There's just, no presumption of innocence we get here. To, we get to watch a cop search through a lady's bag Oh, this And part. talk about condoms and we looking were looking for evidence. Yes. The, the two pieces of evidence he specifically <laughs> said were condoms and phone numbers, things that literally any woman could be carrying any in her purse. Any smart woman who wants protected sex will carry in their purse. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, and again, the entire time fully conflating sex work and human trafficking. As though they're the same thing always. Yes. Anyway, that's what you're in for, just so you know. We are we kind of did the whole discussion right up here, oh, but we'll get back and, into it. Oh, and, and Zach the whole time is like, these cops. She He loves the cops. He loves the cops. Which is really funny because we'll get to what happens right before oh, they yeah. turn into, what is the show? Cops? It's yeah, cops, it's just right? called cops. That's all it's called. <laughs> I found, a, uh, I found a, a, a meme group on Facebook called, you're not supposed to deep throat the boot. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Zach Zach Beggins is a bootlicker. Yeah, and th- and we we suffered through it so you didn't have to. Y'all know like the reputation of the Pacific Northwest is like the blue heaven, the oh, liberal yeah. the liberal, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that, it might be capital L liberal. And while while the politics swing that way, um this area of America does have a, a significant history of racism. And I highly recommend listening to Ouija Broad episodes 75 and 31. 75 is on Vanport, Oregon. And episode 31 is on the Shanghai Tunnels. Which is what this episode is about, which I don't right. know if we've mentioned yet. And so it does go into the racist history of uh, the Portland area. And Devin and Liz go into detail about the history of the Shanghai Tunnels, uh, probably in more accurate detail than what these guys give you. And just to uh, just to you know put the shout out in there, uh, Devin and Liz, good friends of the show. If you want to hear Devin was on our podcast, if this is your first episode listening to Insanely Haunted, go back and listen to the episode she was on, which was the Lizzie Borden episode. Yes, the Lizzie Borden House episode. Oh shit, y'all have met her. We have kind of we have internet met her. Um, in less than three weeks, we will physically real life meet her. Okay. Uh, because we'll be at PodCon and she'll be at PodCon. No, she's actually not going to be at Bar- oh. PodCon, but she wants to hang. Oh well, there. she she lives in Seattle. Though, yeah. right? Okay, cool. Yeah. So, well, we'll be there. Uh, maybe we could do some kind of like just a quick hello for the fans, yeah. for you, viewer. Maybe a little ghost hunt while we're there. God, I would love Whoa. to go Let's on, see if we can go on the, the underground Seattle. Okay. Okay. Sure. Why not? If, if it's not expensive. Anyway, we don't have money. <clears throat> anyway, we're po- yeah, we're podcasters. We don't have any fucking money. Are you fucking kidding me? The only way I, I had somebody, I told somebody at work that I had a podcast, and they said, "Oh, you're a podcaster." And I said, "Well, I'm an amateur podcaster." And they said, uh, "Isn't I mean, isn't everybody kind of an amateur podcaster?" And the, the thought that I had that I didn't say because I'm buried neck deep in podcasts is only if your last name is Green or McElroy. <laughs> <laughs> Unless your name, last name is Green or McElroy, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, this is the Shanghai Tunnels episode. Aaron is from Portland? What? Aaron's Aaron from Portland. Aaron Goodwin of the Ghost Adventures crew is from Portland, Oregon. Had he lived, no idea. Lived here till he was 21 years old, apparently. 
didn't know that the tunnels existed, I guess. <laughs> well, he's, no, he, he apparently was not into paranormal stuff yeah. okay. at that time he in his life. He wasn't into the ghosties yet. Uh, but he would someday get in there. So this is this whole episode is about these tunnels. It's not about like a building in Portland, but rather this network of tunnels that was constructed a uh, long, long, long time ago uh, to facilitate shipping routes because apparently it was very wet and rainy and humid and it was very hard to haul freight through the streets because they were dirt streets. So all of the merchants and mariners built these tunnels under the city so they could ship all their stuff in. Although now that I think about that, that seems like more effort than just paving the streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. America. I mean, whatever, you know. But we never do it the easy way. The act of shanghaiing, which is inherently a racist term, was basically kidnapping people and forcing them into low-paid labor on ships. And the reasoning behind this was because they didn't have enough people to... The free market decided that these jobs were not uh, available. Because everyone apparently was going into gold mining and and all that stuff. Uh, Stuff other than sailing, because being a sailor... Sucks real it's bad. Really bad, yeah. Um, <laughs> you get scurvy and you don't see human beings for six months at a time. And you throw up yeah. a lot. So this was forced labor. It was not slavery. It, it, it is confl- conf- conflated with slavery for, for the entire episode. Yeah, yeah. But it yeah. is not Nick, slavery. Nick in particular seems stuck on the slavery thing. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, it's terrible to be kidnapped and forced to do a job, but these men left these jobs with money that was theirs. Yeah. Uh, not lots of money. Not a lot. It was low, but... And, and I just want to make sure that the distinction is being drawn between this and slavery. Yeah. Um, they are different entities. They're different. They're both bad. Yeah, they're both bad. They are different, though. By the way, we got a fun, um, wacky, like, paper puppet style animation. Oh, yeah. This was some, like, oh. Terry Gilliam shit. To, what was to, this? To illustrate the concept of like Pacific maritime trade. Yeah. So that was funny. And it lasted for like, God, it was extremely brief. There was more effort put into that than in the rest of the episode. I would have actually preferred watching just a whole episode that was just that without any of the ghost adventures voices. Yeah, it was whimsical. <laughs> so they're going to, they're, they're picking up filming outside of a bar called Hobos, which is not great. And this is the place where the entrance. <laughs> that's an inherently the, prob- problematic yeah, name for a bar. That's not great. Especially when we're dealing with the history of people who are, like, usually transients being abducted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a lot of the... Probably a lot of the victims of Shanghaiing... Probably homeless. We're hobos. Yeah. And uh, the owner of this place uh, confirms that this building used to be, like, outfitted for this kind of kidnapping. Yes, there was a trap door. That was the most exciting part of the whole episode for me. So yeah, suppose, was the trap door. So the story that we get is that, and, oh, and by the way, we're, we also speak with a guy named Michael, who is the curator of the Shanghai Tunnels. Probably yes. kind of a cool job, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I loved his cane. He had a cool cane. Yeah, he seemed like a fun guy. Uh, and he pointed out the trap door. What a terrifying thing that the owners of that building at the time would have totally known about that. Oh, yeah. They would have oh, had for to. Sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Probably. Well, they, they, oh, yeah. they were cleaning the place. Yeah. They may have even been financially involved, too. Oh, like, for they, sure. They probably oh, got a little I bit of kickback. Oh, I bet they were on the take. Yeah. Um, so the 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 con was you would find a mark. The captain would, would like point this mark out. Then they would essentially either get this person very, very drunk or... Or roofie them. It yep. sounded more like roofie. It sounded more like that was more common. 
They kept referring to the things they would put in these guys' drinks as, quote, knockout drops. Maybe, who knows, maybe that's what Could have been it was called back then, yeah. or maybe it was a different concoction. Maybe. I wonder. the same thing. I wonder, because in the reenactment, it was not a liquid, it was a powder. Yeah. Do y'all remember the meme going that was going around a couple of years ago that uh, supposed that children were going around doing a thing called the knockout game? Yeah. Totally the unrelated. But totally unrelated. But really bad and yeah. horrible. Wait, a couple of years ago? Yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, kids okay. ran up to a stranger and just punched them. Actually happening that much. Oh really? Oh. It was like a hoax. Oh okay, okay. I'm thinking of a I'm thinking of a different uh, youth panic that happened while I was in high school. Satanic mm. panic? Youth panic? No, no, I'm not that old. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my age, dude. I'm older than both of you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, no, I'm thinking of a game that was called sometimes Space Monkey. Or the choking game. I've heard of the choking game. I don't know what it is, though. No, people still play that, but it's different now. Oh, well, yes, it's adults not really do. It's not a game it. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but in my time, in my time, high schoolers would do it. And I actually watched some of my classmates do it, do this during class. This was the kind of high school I went to. The teacher was not watching. And they would, they kind of, they kind of circled up in the back of the classroom and just, and just closed off a dude's airway until he got high. And little did he know that this was the beginning of a long, strange journey for him. (laughs) Oh my God. It's like slight brain damage every single time. Well, yes. if you do it right. Yeah, I guess was, every drug is it was kind of... It was on the local TV news. Oh, wow. But anyway, back to the tunnels. Um, Sorry. We're in, no, it's fine. <laughs> totally fine. We're uh, we're in the tunnels now. We are uh, in the tunnels. Uh, and Mike is showing them around. Oh, God. They were talking about the broken glass on the this ground. This is fucked up. Oh, it's so fucked up. So they would steal these guys' shoes. It almost sounds made up. But I want to trust somebody in this show, so I'm going to trust Michael. I'm sh- no, yeah. I tr- I. I mean, the, the Shanghai tunnels were not butterflies and rainbows. No. Hell yeah. So what they would supposedly do is steal a guy's shoes, and then this would prevent them from leaving because they would also scatter broken glass shards on the ground. It's the it's the broken glass that I'm skeptical of. Stealing a guy's shoes to make it harder for him to run away makes perfect sense. Broken glass seems a little bit saw. You, you might not even need the broken glass, really, if you're underground. Yeah. Because there could just be sharp rocks. Yeah. Well, you don't really need that much glass, broken glass, to hurt your fucking feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't oh, yeah. have to getting, be, like, Getting glass in of, you hurts real bad. Yeah, it could just be literal splinters on the ground <laughs> that could hurt your feet. Ouch. Yeah. Hard flashbacks. Uh, so, th- there's a point where Zach is like, so clearly these guys who had been drugged, uh, would some of them would probably fight back to try and get their freedom. Is there a possibility that any of them were murdered? And Michael neither confirms nor denies this. <laughs> he does say that people probably died. Which but, is yeah, which believable. I think I think would go without saying, especially if you are falling through that trap door. Yes. Oh yeah, if you land yes. wrong, that's it. Yeah. Yes, the premise of the entire of this entire deal is that people were getting drugged <laughs> and then thrown into a hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna. Some of them are gonna either get alcohol poisoning, get o get an overdose of whatever else they were using to drug them. I find it very strange that Zach Bagans talks about death as if it's a rare thing all the time. (laughs) Yeah, he's got some weird ideas about death, I think. I think think maybe he... I don't know. And I, yeah, I can't tell if he's actually stupid or if he's just kind of being a showman and like knows that this is for TV. And so he needs to sensationalize things as much as possible. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. That, yeah. That half follows. one, six dozen of another. We Wait, also six meet. Six dozen? Yeah. Half one, six dozen of another. Yeah. <laughs> um. We find out that people who were sold off into ships 
were uh, about fifty dollars a person. Which is a lot in eighteen hundreds. Yes. Yeah, lot. I found it. I found it interesting that that Michael referred to that as blood money. We also speak to another paranormal investigator. Yeah, Bob, Bob C from the Northwest Paranormal Investigators. He's been attacked by brick wielding ghosts, which reminds Zach of that one time when yes. Nick apparently saw a floating brick. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, Zach finds a kin- Well, he wants to find a kindred spirit. Yes. Uh, the, we also meet Catherine. Do y'all remember Catherine? Yes. She's the one who talks about these chimes. There's apparently a bunch of chimes set up all yes. throughout the tunnels. Yes, mm-hmm. Catherine Duncan of Trails End Paranormal. And I kind of find it cool that they're they're going back to basics with this. Instead of using technology that they have really no idea how it actually works, they use wind chimes. <laughs> yeah, and supposedly there's no airflow is what Catherine says. I find it a little bit hard to believe because... I also find it dubious. As Cassie yeah. mentioned while we were watching, anytime a door opens to this tunnel, there's going to be some airflow. There's going to yeah. be pressure differences. Um, just like like our freaking apartment. Yeah. We've got an interior stairway that opens to outside. And every time someone opens that door, our door rattles. Our door rattles. It scares the shit out of our cat. And then if we like do any like going out of the door and then we've got windows open, it, like there are so many ways you can affect the pressure. Dif- the, you can aff- affect the, the pressure of an environment. So, yeah. And, and like air below ground likes to stay cool. And so, and so like warmer air will want to rush in. At like every time, yeah. every time a door to up to up to the up place opens, and you'll you'll remember place, yeah. us talking about like whenever they go into caves, the temperatures always stay the same, and you're not dealing with doorways with caves. You might be dealing with other openings, but that isn't going to change hmm. unless like the temperature, the the weather outside changes. But with this, we're dealing with actual trap doors. Yes, that people. People probably like to explore a lot. <laughs> yeah, and there would have been there there must have been more ways to get in than just the trapdoors inside of what used to be called Laszlo's Saloon, which is yeah. now called Hobos. Yeah. So we also investigate these places that are called crib rooms by Michael. And these are allegedly where sex workers used to take their clients. Yeah, they were underground boudoirs. Underground boudoirs. Mm-hmm. I don't I wasn't clear on whether this was associated with the kidnapping or I because they know. also said something about how the tunnels just served multiple purposes across time. Yeah, they I mean, they're probably trying to trying to conflate normal sex work with human trafficking again. again. And again. there's really like no distinction as to what exactly it was that was going on. But the conclusion is kind of drawn that it is human trafficking. And yeah. then to extrapolate further, the, the conclusion is drawn by Zach Bagans that the spirits left behind by these people are the cause of the current sex That's trafficking right. problem. Oh my God. That somehow these spirits are creating conditions under which sex trafficking can flourish. I totally missed that. Yeah. He he insin- he insinuates this multiple times oh my God. throughout the episode. Yeah. Yeah. Towards the end of the episode, um, we get it from Aaron as well. When we're cutting back and forth between Aaron and Nick talking to yeah. their cameras and also talking to the ghosts, Aaron outright asks, Are you causing all this right now? Like a child. <laughs> Like a little baby man. They do mention one <laughs> like he like he needs to blame something straightforward for the concept for, for the concept of human trafficking because he can't deal with the idea that it's fucking complicated. Now they do mention one specific case of human trafficking. This is what and this drove is what, us all up a this wall. This is what this leads sucks. us this is what leads us into the shit show sucks. of this this episode. Um so they discuss this an instance of a native woman, an indigenous woman, being abducted. They reference her. She's called Nina. Yes, Nina. Apparently. Yeah, she uh, was from the from the Columbia River 
area. Mm-hmm. I, I don't fucking know. Like actually from the Columbia River area? <laughs> yeah. Like for real, for real? Uh, yes. She was taken by white people, no surprise, and sold for human trafficking. Uh, she was forced into sex work and missionaries apparently, you know, discovered her. We're like, we'll, we'll help we gotta you. Get, we got to get you out of here. Uh, and they... I and know who can help. The cops. Uh, and Zach Pegasus is telling us the story, right? Yeah, we're, we're, we're with Zach as he's hearing oh. this story. Oh, right, right, right. And it's, what's his face telling it? It's Michael. Yeah. Okay, so Michael is telling Zach Biggins this, and he says that these missionaries made the mistake of bringing her to the police a few and days later. She, like, mysteriously died a few days later. She gets killed. Yeah. Thrown down an elevator shaft. Yeah, I think um, I think Michael specified that that the cops that she spoke with were had some kind of financial relationship with her kidnappers. Yes. Yeah. Zach takes the I the don't, next the, the next the, part of the show. Let's talk to some cops. Yeah. About sex trafficking. This is so unbelievable to me. Like he's so I've never seen more direct proof that someone wasn't listening when someone else was talking <laughs> because he gets totally the opposite message from this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, the cops are the heroes of this situation. My note here is these guys really love cops, huh? So what what ends up happening is they do a ride along. Oh, and by the way, uh, Nina's story, while they're telling Nina's story, there's these echoey drums in the soundtrack. Oh, oh God. my God. Oh, God, yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah, super fucking gross. So, just like the rest of this episode. So Zach waltzes in. And they still in. called it white slavery when talking about her. Yep. yep. So Zach waltzes into the, the, the police station. Sheriff's office. Oh, to the sheriff's office. Excuse, Excuse me. me. Well. Uh, searching for Detective Bickford, who's in charge of sex trafficking. And again, 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 we are acknowledging Portland has a sex trafficking, trafficking problem. But Zach wants to go on a field trip with him to go catch some prostitutes. And they're so, yeah, like, caught Zach, up in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a real sex trafficking problem. And the problem <laughs> here is that Zach is so sure that the solution is the sheriff, who has obviously done such a great job thus far. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all, all three of the boys are pumped for this ride on. Oh, they're so excited to hang out with the cops. And they get to be the heroes. I can't um, believe he agrees to have the ghost adventures go with a police officer to go catch some sex workers. Like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, how they is... keep talking about how these poor women are the victims in this situation. They, they also they also refer to all these adult women as girls the entire time they're speaking. That's the other part ah, that, that riles me up a little either. bit. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, and then Nick, right before they get to it, Nick says, this is going to be awesome. Oh, my God. So uh, they they do a bunch of dumb shit, like just sort of driving around, profiling a bunch of women. I literally have nothing written down for this part of the show because I was just like in disbelief as, as to what was going on. They also go to an adult bookstore. There's this amazing sequence. Oh, my God. Zach discovers the glory holes. Yeah. And there's an amazing shot where Aaron is shooting Zach on the camera through the glory hole <laughs> as he talks about it. So, like really good bird's eye view. <laughs> It's so fucking funny. It's as if they've never. Daddy Zach. It's as if they've never been to a sex so, store before. So, someone has said those words. Someone on this planet has said those words and meant it. 
And I don't know if we should be welcoming to them. Like, is there a recovery program for them? We can help them. We can help them. This show could be the thing that turns their life around. So the first person that they profile is a woman who's walking along the streets in the rain. Um, yeah, she's, and she's holding a drink. Yeah, she's holding a drink. She's dressed like she's going somewhere. And uh, yeah, she's not even like she's not dressed conspicuously. She's like, not. She was she's wearing not, jeans. Yeah, she's she wearing, wearing jeans, jeans and, and, and a sweat and like a heavy coat with a hood. And yeah. Um and. And, and this cop is saying, like, oh, I see her all the time. And and he pulls over, gets out and talks to her. And he comes back and he's like, oh, she's just denying everything. And, you know, the pimps, they have their license. They have their blah, 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 this and that. And it's like, okay, sure, that's maybe what happens in sex trafficking. But you're literally profiling her. You have like, no evidence. There's you have no, no evidence. evidence. Yeah, yeah, he's just fucking spinning and a she, yarn. And she says that she's going to her friend's place because maybe she doesn't fucking have a vehicle. Like... I don't yeah, know. Or maybe, hell. Or maybe, hell. He, yeah. he, the, the cop asserts that this is like a bad neighborhood. And it's like, yeah, I to me, like my fruit, my assumption seeing her would be that she's a college student. And a lot of college students yeah. don't have the money to live in a nice neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> maybe she fucking which, lives here. Which is usually also the only thing that really is the difference between a bad neighborhood and nice neighborhood is how much money the people there have. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which and, nobody ever thinks about. Yeah. So... That's the first situation we have. And Zach and the boys are just sitting in the car watching it like oh. they're watching TV. And Zach is also spinning a yarn. Yeah. Talking talking about how like how how this young woman has been brainwashed. Yeah, it's disgusting. He's never seen her before. He knows nothing. The cop knows nothing. Yeah. They're just intruding on this woman's life. But yep. this is like benign compared to the next part. Oh, God. Because the next part is where they... This is the part that I wanted to smash the TV. So the cop says that he sees a woman getting into another person's car. Yes. And this leads them on a chase. He puts the fucking siren... He puts the lights on and floors it. And he's like, oh, see, they're taking a long time because they're trying to come up with their story. God. <laughs> and so also a second car arrives. So apparently it takes uh, two squad cars to arrest one. To pull uh, over a person of color. To to pull over and arrest one person who they suspect to be guilty of the crime of being a sex slave. Yeah. And like she's. Oh, no. I'm No, she wasn't with a friend. She was by herself. Yeah, and and they oh my god. So they and Zach they, does yeah. a camera talk like in front of the arrest that's happening. They they put a, a privacy filter over the woman's face and voice, but it's still she's literally right over his shoulder facing the camera yeah. while he's giving this talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like standing four there, feet away from her, standing standing there in handcuffs in earshot, talking about him her while he's uh, while he's groundlessly asserting that this woman is a slave and brainwashed and and, and uh, controlled by the pimps, and then she and well, then she. Well, the cop is digging through her bag, searching for evidence, which to me, shouldn't I'm no expert, but it sounds backwards. First, shouldn't you have the evidence before you do? To me, it sounds do? backwards. Are anyway. we supposed to have a warrant to search people's personal stuff? No, they're just gonna they're just gonna arrest they're just gonna arrest this woman of color just cause just cause she was fucking walking around unescorted that, I, and getting I, into somebody's car. Because I thought people can get into they also, cars, officer. They also pulled up a Craigslist ad. Uh, with some oh, pictures that right. kind of looked like her, so, you know. But the thing is, here's the thing. Okay, yes, it could have been sex trafficking. Maybe she was, you know, not coming up, you know, being upfront about it because she was being coerced and whatever. And if that's the case, that's really sad. But she might have been a sex worker who does this for a living, and that's her advertisement, and she's trying to work. Or maybe she wasn't even on the job at the time. Maybe she was getting picked up by a friend or a boyfriend. Regardless of what the actuality of the situation is, under none of these circumstances is it 
a good or rational solution to the problem to put her in handcuffs. I don't like cops and that's not good. That That's still not good policing. No, yeah. if she is a victim, why are you arresting her? <laughs> why is she the one going to jail? I don't get yeah, it. Why? Gee, I wonder why is it that sex workers who do need help from authority don't figures, go to the authority don't figures? go to the police. Mm. Gee, maybe it's because being arrested sucks. <laughs> One time I got arrested and I spent 18 hours in jail. Jesus, uh-huh. 18 hours? Yeah. Because he was $1 short. I was of- $1 short on a court fine, so like uh, already I was extremely upset about oh. how stupid this was. But the cops also stole $40 out of my wallet. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had $60. Oh, I had wow. three 20s in my wallet. And when they I got it back. They just fucking Yeah, they just fucking stole it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I, when I got it back from the comp, from the from the evidence room, I'd only had twenty dollars in it. And even the guy who checked you into the jail, he was like, "You're you're here because you underpaid by one dollar." Looked at me like I'm the asshole, <laughs> like I'm the one who did something stupid. Excuse me. How much does it cost to keep me in here for eighteen hours? Just give me your ballpark. I'm yeah. sure it's more than a dollar. Anyway, that's yeah. that's basically that. It's uh, funny how the victim of the arrest also recognizes Zach Bacon's and says she's a fan of the show. And Zach's takeaway from this is like, ah, oh, and look how sad that is. She's even a fan of the show. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, <sighs> this affects me personally, so now it's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what a what a nice what a nice girl she is. It's such a shame that she is being victimized. <laughs> when she could be my girlfriend. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. But he wants his ideal woman is a ghost. Remember? Yes. yes. His ideal woman is dead because and incorporeal. He, he does hang on to this prostitute thing as they go. Oh, he to the ex- investigation. He has. A, I swear to God, he has a thing about prostitutes. He yeah. super really has does. a thing about prostitutes. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is. He just yeah. If if that's if that's ever involved, he fucking loves it when sex work is involved. If there's if there is if there's a dead sex worker, he's going to try to have sex with them. Yes, absolutely. Yes, and he does so. Like he does try to do that in this episode. Let's not let's not deny the audience that. So this is actually the end, mercifully, the end of the pre-lockdown phase. Um, And we get into the lockdown, which is a daytime lockdown this this time around. And supposedly the reasoning there is that Hobos is a bar. They don't want to be contaminated by nighttime business. And it's closed during the day. So that kind of makes sense. It falls apart when you examine how deep they go into the tunnels and think about the, the fact that they're under other businesses now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that all falls apart. Zach is wearing the biggest mask I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. It's like he's going into nuclear fallout. Yeah. It looks like a scuba gear. Uh, and he's got his beanie on over it, which I love. Because it also has like, it has an eyeball protector. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got, it's got this big, like, this big screen, this big clear screen on it that's plastic and it, and it slopes outward. It's somehow extra funny forward. seeing it during the day. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> Because he's like standing there during the day, and he, of course he has to like scream to be heard on the camera's microphone. Oh God, yeah. And his his uh, he's his... like, we're here right outside Hobo's Bar, <laughs> and his eyes are fogging up. <laughs> uh, so hey, if you like the Spirit Box, I have good news for you. This lockdown is pretty much all Spirit Box. That's what oh, I noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of it is yeah. Most of the most of the the ghost evidence. Is spirit box stuff, and I'm just like, it's, like they 
they they barely focus on the forced labor aspect of the oh, Shanghai no. yeah, tum- tunnel. It's like not even talked about. It's oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. They want to they want to talk about sex workers. Yeah. Zach's gotta Zach's gotta put the moves on the ghost. Mm-hmm. He gets to a point where he like sits down on the bed and he's like, "What do you want? What are you doing right now?" Which probably has so many <laughs> bugs and mold in it. Yeah, it's like, just a disgusting place to put your. You ass. have that face that face mask on, but like you probably are yeah. carrying home bed bugs with you. He says, "What do you want to do to me?" And the respondent voice is apparently male, which Zach is not having any of. Yeah, because he thought he thought he was talking to a sexually available lady ghost. The the voice says, so he he asks, "What do you want to do to me?" Yeah, to me. And the voice says, "Alone." And then he has to get all postury about it. He has oh, to like, yeah, everybody is absolutely certain that this is some kind of sexual innuendo. And he's like, oh, oh, it's a guy. Oh, oh, geez. He, he wants to tricked. get you alone. <laughs> 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 and then we get oh like uh, a female voice saying, can't believe you. And Zach took it as couldn't believe that male ghost making that sick joke about me. What a sick joke. <laughs> he's so sure that this that this indignant comment could not possibly be in reference to his own behavior. <laughs> they also apparently get let's get naked. And I didn't hear that at all. Aaron is just like, oh, like oh, it's just the let's get naked. Oh, oh, oh yes. Everybody is amazed yeah. at how body this ghost is that they, <laughs> at what they imagine. Their the wieners ghost. are getting harder and harder. Oh my God. I don't want to imagine that. You put that oh, in my brain. Sorry. Uh, You've smuggled a terrible image into my brain. They do. They do have. They do have a little sort of conversation with the with a masculine spirit talking about how he was brutalized and dropped into the tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. Which they could have spent more time on. Really brief conversation. I have literally one note about it. Oh, I don't have anything about it because it was boring. <laughs> a new device comes out in this episode. Ooh. Oh yes. It is called the shadow detector. I did not learn a damn thing about what it's supposed to be. Um. So they said like like weird like two different things, but I, so they said yes. that it sorry they said that it detects shadows and it, movement. Yeah, it detects some it detects anything blocking so they've got a light source mm-hmm. and they've got a receiver and if okay. anything comes between the light source and the receiver mm-hmm. That's a shadow, and it picks okay. it up. I think they could have just said a light detector. Yeah, it seems more like a light detector than, <laughs> than a shadow detector. <laughs> but anyway, they, 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 they think they see something on it. A little puff. A little puff. A little puff. And, they, and they, I think it was Zach that says, we've never seen anything like this before. You see shit like this constantly. They do. Like every they fucking do. episode. Every episode. That's what the show is about. They do pull out the thermal camera, and they do catch something that is pretty cool. Like, I thought it was cool. It does look like the, like, so they they catch Aaron going into a room, and he has a specific heat signature. And then Zach captures what looks like a cooler version of a torso about the same height. A cooler version of Aaron. No, I mean, (laughs) I mean, temperature-wise, a a cooler uh, version of a torso about the same size of Aaron as Aaron. Yeah, kind of like a head and shoulders. Yeah, going into the room. Yeah. Um, Which is, I I feel like this is the second time that, that I've seen them interpret what could be some kind of echo of something that passed in front of one of their fancy cameras mm-hmm. and reading it as a ghost because mm-hmm. it's vaguely human shaped. Yeah. Well, also notwithstanding the fact that the what they detect on the IR camera is actually warmer than it's than the environment around it, mm-hmm. um, which breaks the rules of their the, rules, of, which breaks the rules that they have established regarding ghosts and, and temperature. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ghosts are uh, endothermic. You see, they're colder than their environment. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Is that yeah. right? Is that, did unless, I use the right one? Unless it's settled a, ghost science. Unless it's a <laughs> demon. But usually demons are supposed to be hotter. And usually they spend the whole fucking episode talking about it if it's a demon also. Yeah. Oh, you, I bet. You oh, notice they don't, even, do. they don't even talk about like what the, the temperatures mean no. when they're analyzing no, this no, no. piece of evidence because it would be contradictory to yeah. their own conclusions. Oh, that's right. So right, right, before, right before a commercial break, we get an intense close-up on a completely unrelated um, baby doll that is damaged oh, yeah. in that's, Spooky. Well, yeah. that's that's a common feature. The ad. Oh, is bumper, that a, is that, is that, a, is that a recurring one? There are. I, I think there's four ad bumpers on Ghost Adventures. Oh, there's okay. the doll. There's the floating dress. There's the cut up hand. There's the face yeah. with the light bulb. There's the face with the light. They don't do the face with the light bulb nearly as much anymore. Though. Okay, so that's an older piece yeah. of footage of Zach. It's Zach. Like he looks oh. like he's about to consume a light bulb. But it's like hanging and it's lit. I don't know what they thought they were doing with this photo shoot. Okay. They also spent yeah. like 10 minutes on a door. Do you guys remember this? Yes. A door. Yes. Zach yells at a ghost telling it to open the door after they hear it. They, oh, they, yeah. Because it heard, rattles. They heard the door do something. Yeah. Again, like, we were talking about pressure differences before in these tunnels. It could have been anybody opening a tunnel somewhere else. <laughs> but I just love the shot of him crouching in front of this little door telling the ghost to open it. <laughs> Open this door. Why do they think they can fucking don't you order? Want just, the, don't just, you want to come out of that little room? I just want to see a ghost come into the picture running and then kicking him in the ass so he falls over. Yeah, like <laughs> fucking, you know, you know, boss me around. I'm dead. I'm dead. I can do whatever I want. Contrast this with Aaron, who begins his EVP session by saying, hi there, my name's Aaron. Like, oh, yeah. introducing himself he to the ghost. Does oh, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. He says, he says, I hunt ghosts for a living and I'm really good at talking to them. <laughs> And you see, that's why that's why he goes in first all the time. It's because he's really good at talking to them. So it used to be the excuse used to be that Aaron freaks out a lot, and that's good for the camera. And now the excuse is Aaron gets good he's activity. The expert, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yet he is still not credited as a fellow investigator in the intro. He's still just the equipment tech, no. and that grinds my gears. He deserves a raise. But not really, because not really, because they're are all dipshits. Shit. They're all yeah. shitty, stupid so we fuckheads. Cut, we cut from Aaron to Nick, who is also talking to his camera, and then we cut back to Aaron, and he asks if the ghosts, if if human trafficking is the fault of ghosts, and then we cut back to Nick again, um, who feels a draft. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Zach is, meanwhile, he uh, he's the one who gets that IR camera evidence after disclosing to us that he spent 15 minutes recording and got no evidence. Oh, this to me is embarrassing. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> be telling people this, but they like we've said before on the show so oh, many we're times working hard for some reason. They think that if you don't get evidence for a while and then you do get evidence, that means the evidence that you did get is like extra good evidence. It's like extra good because you got all of this evidence that you, you spent all of this time not getting any evidence. So this evidence that you did get must be like twice as good. Mm-hmm. That's the theory that they put forward that, constantly. I, I'm in my head. I'm thinking the words sunk cost. Yes. That is the sunk cost <laughs> fallacy at work. Um, the end of this episode, they go back to Mike and Andy and show off their IR camera ghost. And they're like, that's interesting. Yeah, they're both like, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's about it. Um, though Mike uh, does have some weird things to say about the history of this place. Again, he mentions white slavery, uh. which is a very strange distinction to make, Michael. I don't like it. Don't uh, like especially it. since you told us about a native woman who was enslaved. So uh, that's basically it for yeah. that episode of Ghost Adventures. It's a giant piece of rancid shit. It's a shitty, a, shitty excursion. About about 50% ghost hunting, if that. Oh, if yeah. that. Maybe I would venture 40% ghost hunting in this mm. episode. Uh, Nathaniel, did you have a favorite moment 
A favorite moment. <laughs> I think I just I just love listening to Zach futilely yelling at ghosts. Barking I, orders at no one I in love particular. It. Yeah. Fuck, man. I'm not gonna let anybody boss me around after I'm dead. Jesus. How about you, Cassie? Did you have a favorite? <sighs> um This is a rough one for Cassie. <laughs> I liked the the history lesson we got in the beginning. Actually was really uh, interesting. Learning about the process of uh capturing people. Uh, was disturbing, but also interesting. And especially because the history of this place is immortalized in such a, like, the, the, the museum is, Michael's the curator of this place. Curator mm-hmm. is usually a word you use for a museum. Yeah. The museum built itself. Yeah. Like, all you have to do is preserve it. And I think that's extremely fascinating. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah that's, it's really great when you can go to where a thing happened. This is where it happened. This is like yeah. going, it's like when they went to a way station on the Underground Railroad. Like, this is where Ooh. it happened. That was a few episodes ago, but oh, like... Oh boy, I bet that one was racist. They tried not to be, but it, it, by, but they tried too hard and came out on the other end. Oh. Um, my favorite part was... It got too serious for them. My, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, and they had to do a diversion where they made like a weird music video. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, that's our two for episode. If you want to go back and listen to that one, uh, my favorite part was the shot of Zach uh, through the glory hole. That was my favorite. Oh God, yeah. Oh man, I just, I just can't. I don't even know what to make of that, of that yeah. whole bit. I can't comprehend being these being, sweet summer children, being Zach Bagan's aged and not understanding how glory holes work. I mean, like when I was in college, it was like a rite of passage in my friends group to take like a new friend to the sex store. By the way, folks, we just heard about a really cool like group of people in England that try and fuck up fox hunts. Oh my hunts. god! Heck yes. This is the coolest shit. So they're like saboteurs yeah, who take like, it upon they're themselves. They're like illegalist furries. It's so rad. It's so extremely cool. Look it up. Um, we, we, we shouldn't go into too many details. But um, some of it does involve what they, what tales. Are they, what are they called? I, all I, I remember know. is that... Is we, that should, we should just... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I imagine you'll be able to find it if you Google uh, fox hunt saboteurs. Yeah. First. It's called the Hunt Saboteurs Association. Yes! The HSA. You guys should support them because they believe in ethical treatment of animals, not PETA. But they... They don't, I mean, they don't think that having dogs rip apart a fox alive is ethical. And they do this crazy prank shit to try and fuck up fox hunts. It's so fucking funny Including the shit running around naked with a tail on. <laughs> and like spraying fox urine all over the place to, to distract the dogs. Uh, one At one point we heard that they take helicopters and play loud music. Children's music. Chill, loud children's music. While fox hunters are doing their thing. Yep. And, uh... uh and uh, Sometimes. borrowing horses. So, I don't know where they got the helicopter from. So uh, since my phone was already out, I decided to pull up Zach Bagans' Twitter account. Okay. Going to TweetWatch. Uh, this is, um, I don't know what to make of this one, guys, because it's actually uh, it's actually made me slightly depressed. Zach Bagans tweeted January 3rd. Ever hear a song and think of a vid- vivid memory like it was literally yesterday, then realize it was 20 years ago? Time flies so fast. Fuck. Damn. Wow. Damn. Zach's feeling that 40th year. I mean. Damn. Yeah, but... Uh, this is a great one. Uh, he's retweeted a, a person who says, I think that after Demon House and Demon House The Lost Footage, you have legitimized the field of paranormal research to do uh, so many who thought it was a hoax. Damn good documentary. And the only thing Zach <laughs> has to add is, thank you, oh, period. Yeah. Um, by the way, guys, I heard that there was a like special features of Demon House that was aired. If any of you watched it, please let us know how it went, because we have not seen it. Also, this series of tweets, ask me a question. Period. End of tweet. Retweeted a person who says, how are you doing? Zach Bagans, I'm okay. Period. End of tweet. Oh, Next no. Next tweet. Okay, that's all. Period. Thanks for your questions. <laughs> Period. End <What>? of tweet. 
<laughs> but there were so many replies to that there tweet. There are thousands. Literally 4,000 replies. I want to see what some of those replies were. Like, how big is your dick? It doesn't seem that anyone is... It doesn't seem that he's actually answering any of these questions. I I feel like the opposite of... I, I, don't, I don't feel, like, sad old when I think about how long ago things were. When I was graduating from high school, I didn't think I would live to 27. When I was graduating from high school, it was... 2008 and oh that's a year before me haha and um that was 2005 Amy let's see what was happening in 2008 let's I believe see. the Nintendo Wii had just come out oh I remember being frustrated that I couldn't vote for Obama <laughs> I did uh. vote for, it vo uh, he was the first president I ever voted for Barack Hussein Obama yeah the middle name's important. <laughs> middle name's important. <laughs> middle name's important. No. Yeah. We'll People don't mention the middle name often, but I, but I feel it's important. Uh, but anyway, that was then. This is now. It's 2018, 2019. We've learned so much. We've come so far. Uh, Cassie had some things that she wanted to tell us, though, about a certain situation that's ongoing that happens to coincide with something we talk about a lot on this podcast. Update on the national parks and the government shutdown. So you might have heard that people have been dying at the national parks. Uh, just know that uh, although these deaths are unfortunate that deaths do happen in national parks about an average of six people they are wild eight. places yeah so it's, it's i mean this kind of seems high but it is an average of six people every week that's normal for national parks and it's just because there's a lot of dangerous situations that you can get you can end up in and not all of it your fault but um the unfortunate thing about this shutdown is because about 16,000 of the 19,000 people who work in national parks are off duty during the shutdown. They're not getting the paychecks. That means that there is a potential for dangerous or deadly situations to be even more dangerous and deadly because it might take longer for people to get to you or help to get to you, whatever is necessary. Um, it is also important to understand that not all of the deaths are just because of dangers at national parks. Some of it is like just automobile accidents. Some of it is suicides. Um, and it's actually thought that some of the recent ones were actually suicides. So just know that uh, the, the, the numbers of deaths that are coming out in the news are nothing to be like super freaked out about. But it is important to know that we really do need national park uh, workers there to make sure that anything dangerous that does happen is taken care of as efficiently as possible. And to um, give people pointers on how to not fall into the Grand Canyon. Yes. Yes. Um, unfortunately, one of the recent deaths happened at Yosemite and it was a fall. Anyway, just wanted to put that out there. Please support the National Park Service, you can donate to National Park Foundation or National Parks Conservation Association. They will definitely appreciate any help, extra help that they can get um, whenever the shutdown does end so that they can, you know, at least start to begin cleaning up all the shit. So <laughs> literally. <laughs> Thanks to Leandra for the use of her artwork as her design and logo. Thanks, Thanks for, for the, the hand. hand. <laughs> uh, thanks to you, Nathaniel, for coming to join us today. Thank oh, you. my pleasure. Um, if you want to listen to a previous episode Nathaniel was on, you can go to the Ghost Adventures documentary from 2004. Yep. Uh, very special episode for us. Um, <laughs> in addition to that, like we said earlier, check out the Ouija Broads, Friends of the Show. Check out Historical Hotties, Friends of the Show. They were on the Winchester Mystery House episode. And we'll see you, hopefully, at PodCon on January 19th and 20th in beautiful Seattle, Washington. It is expensive. It's so. a little expensive. If you can't make it, that's totally understandable. Can I plug? Yep. Go plug. I have an Etsy shop. It's called Road Killing Roses. I knit things and make patches and oh, I stuff. I love your knitting. I love your work. It's fun. Also. It's, it's my talent. I'd be wasting it if I wasn't fucking knitting constantly to justify my own existence. Anyway. Go buy Nat's stuff. <laughs> uh, also, I just made an Instagram 
and you can follow me. It's mostly personal photos of I'm following it already. Beautiful. Yes, you are. Beautiful places that I've been fortunate enough to visit. A lot of it due to being in school. Because surprise, surprise, if you study geology, you go on a lot of field trips. But a lot of it is national park stuff. And I also put little geology tidbits um, in each photo. Um, So, And if you have any questions about the geology of an area, go ahead and send your questions. Get a free geology lesson Um, anytime. my, My username is... Cassie the Earth Scientist. Thank you. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's Cassie, the Earth Scientist. Um, And we don't say it enough. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you, Thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving reviews, for supporting us by telling your friends. Thank you for supporting me by listening to my other podcast, Zenkai Boost, Z-E-N-K-A-I Boost. And uh, with that, I think that's going to do it for us this evening. So as we always say, thanks again for listening. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. I'm Nathaniel. And you just heard... A Class A EVP. EVP.